Jesus said, the harvest is abundant, but laborers are few. And this was certainly true in Jesus' time. It was a big problem. Jesus' own words talk about the crowds following him that day. They were troubled and felt abandoned. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Why? Because they were not happy people. They needed something else to make their life worthwhile. They didn't find answers in the secular Roman government or its hedonistic society, and they didn't relate to the more and more repressive Mosaic law of the Pharisees. So they were seeking something new, following John the Baptist and Jesus around, even out into the hills and in the desert. They were thinking, maybe they have the answer. And so we see that Jesus is frustrated because he can't do it all. He can't go to everybody. Indeed, something needed to be done to touch all the people who were searching. Now, I don't know about you, but our times seem similar to me. Although we live in a relative prosperity in this country, and for that matter, most of the Western world as well, special interest groups keep demonstrating over their discontent and perceived repression. These people are looking for happiness, for fulfillment, for meaning in life. But the secular culture keeps pushing things of this world on them. Self-absorption, drugs, sex, money, things that lead to addiction. And society honors pop icons, sport figures, and bold statements rather than goodness and truth. People have to be involved in activities from dawn till midnight so they aren't confronted with boredom. And it's all about getting what you want now because there may be no tomorrow. Many people don't believe in God in an afterlife. God forbid that we actually think about tomorrow, let alone our ultimate destiny. In fact, God forbid that we seek out silence and actually reflect on what life is really all about. Yes, people today are troubled, abandoned, without a shepherd. And there is so much division and contentiousness among all these competing self-interest groups because their agendas conflict. We see so-called alternate spiritualities emerging, offered online and in bookstores. Most of them avoid God, either deny his existence or put him on the back burner. In fact, they all seem to emphasize personal fulfillment. Be your own person. Be proud of who you are. And yet, it was pride that caused the fall, wasn't it? So just as in Jesus' time, the harvest is plentiful. There are many people hungry for the right thing. The good news is that we have the right thing. The gospel, the good news. We believers were privileged to follow the life, passion, and death of the resurrection of Jesus Christ 
in the last several months and spent 50 days during the Easter season in joy, celebrating it. What did we celebrate? We celebrated the hope, the expectation, and the knowledge that there was a kingdom of God, there was a heaven, and we are all destined to everlasting life with God in heaven if, if we believe in him, repent, and follow the gospel. In those 50 days, we listened to how the church was born also and heard how the faithful went forth and proclaimed Jesus Christ fearlessly despite persecutions and trials. That's how the church spread and penetrated across the entire world. So that today there are some two billion Christians. Christians did it once that way, and we can do it again. Why? Because the world is in trouble again. Christianity is now on the decline. A Pew study has projected by the year 2070, the number of Christians in the United States will be less than 40%. So the harvest here right now is plentiful. 60% lost souls. But just as in Jesus' time, the workers are few. Now, there's a tremendous shortage of priests, as you all know, but the problem runs much deeper than that. We have all been conditioned to leave people alone in their misery. We are collectively encouraged to just live and let live, even when we disagree with lots of what we see. Besides, we think we are too busy to get involved. So the workers today are indeed in short supply. And yet, brothers and sisters, the pool of workers includes every single one of us because that's what our baptism and confirmation are all about. Not only joining the church, but becoming witnesses for Christ. All Christians who participated in our Easter celebration are called to share their Easter joy with others and to evangelize. Jesus wants all of us involved. It is not just the duty of the priests. This morning's gospel shows how Jesus worked the problem. He summoned his 12 apostles and sent them out to proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand. He didn't suggest they go. He ordered them to go. And he tells them, without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. So also with us, our witnessing is not something we will be paid for or compensated for. It is to be freely given as proof that we really do believe and are on board as the church. In short, it's time for all of us to get involved. How do we do that? By speaking up instead of silence when we hear something offensive. Like saying something around the water cooler when we are drawn into a conversation instead of passive quiet. Or by writing our city, state, or federal representatives when we disagree with something being considered. By witnessing what we believe in public. 
like dressing according to our moral convictions, disagreeing with scandalous behavior, and by respecting our bodies and the gifts that God gave us. Today is Father's Day, and as the spiritual heads of your family, you dads can take a special role in leading your families in this kind of effort. First, learn more about your faith so you can be a better witness. Then become involved in some of our organizations dedicated to visiting the sick, the homebound, or even the imprisoned, or participate in our Respect Life organization. There is plenty of opportunity also to participate in our St. Vincent de Paul program or other outreach programs. Indeed, the harvest today is great, but the laborers are few. Are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution?